Welcome back to another episode of the Fan the Flames football podcast. I'm your host, Ben Reynolds, and today we have two of the team together. Uh, Kyle is currently flying probably to China um, or something crazy. I don't know where he's actually going. Um, I didn't ask. Um, but missing out on Kyle, so shout out to you, man, as you're listening to this and you're probably like, what the flip? Uh, I'm not actually going to China. Uh, but James and Jeremiah are here, the two J's in the group. Um, very thankful that you both could make it tonight. Um, we're just going to go down the line of talking about the past week's game against UAB, which is uh, we did a little bit of a recording with the Twitter spaces. And then after that, we're going to go into the game preview of Wake Forest. We reached out to some people at Wake Forest, and um, unfortunately no one was able to make it in such a short notice, which is fine. We're moving on. Jeremiah, James, how are you guys doing tonight? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, doing well. Um, can't complain. It's been a, a pretty nice day, and uh, we're still undefeated, so – there's nothing to complain about. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 2-0 and uh, one of the few undefeated teams out there in the country. Um, hopefully going to go 3-0. and But, uh, yeah, we talked quite a bit about the past game uh, against UAB. 21-14 UAB taking the L at Williams Stadium. And, you know, we're very happy to uh, present them with a loss because it was a rough game and they I sometimes feel like looking back I feel like we didn't even deserve the win sometimes you know the amount of times they were marched down the marched down the field and then all of a sudden they fumble the ball and that's all credit to the defense forcing these turnovers and now uh, a big matchup coming up in the next week but uh, yeah what, what are you guys some concluding thoughts about this past week's game my biggest thing you just mentioned was the whole like the whole entire game basically i'm just sitting here thinking like man this defense it bent they didn't break so that was a huge takeaway for me like you said if they had capitalized on a lot of those huge runs from mcbride it would have been a whole different ball game but the defense was able to hold when they needed to hold so definitely thankful for that Love these guys, and uh, hoping we get some more turnovers this week. Yeah, going along with that bending, not breaking. Um, they forced three uh, fumbles, uh, fumbles lost on the goal line so far this season. Like that, that defense gets after it when they're down there in the red zone. Um, so awesome to see. Um, and yeah, I am super excited for this next week. I think it's going to be a huge test, but I think uh, this past week prepared the team a little bit because, like, obviously, I, th- I think we stepped up in uh, like difficulty of opponent. Like, we played a tighter game with Southern Miss, but there was a lot of stuff going on. But UAB, I think, was a better team that we beat, and now we're stepping up again. So I, I'm excited to see the the team step up again. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I really do think uh that it was i mean the wins win you know and that's two weeks in a row but hey two very quality opponents by the way southern miss really stepped up when they went down to miami and really played 
Miami, Florida, very tough. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that was a good win. And then UAB, I think UAB has a chance to win the Conference USA this year. Um, if not, come very close to it against the, the likes of UTSA, for example. With all that being said, you know, one of the things I just got done watching uh, Dennis Osagade and Caden Salter's uh, press conference and seeing the maturity of Caden, recognizing the mistakes he had, because Hugh Freeze called him out yesterday quite heavily. And here's the thing. It's a lot of the things that I was saying. Like he was leaving the pocket very way too early, and he was trying. I get what he was trying to do, but at that point, like I said on the Twitter spaces, when you're rolling to your right and there's only one guy over there, yeah, you can have some guys fight back to come over, but then you kind of lose your spacing, and there was already receivers open at points. Um, it, I know it's tough when you watch it from here or if you watch it from on the TV, but – the TV doesn't show everything, and if you watch it from a certain angle uh, on the field when you're when you're you know in the stands, you could see that there's receivers that were getting open, and that's something that he's gotta capitalize this week. Um, but otherwise, it was nice, and even and I knew the for some reasons why he wasn't throwing the ball and he was hesitating to throw, and this is good too. I like this. Um, I wish you would throw the ball away more. But he's like, I was. I didn't trust my arm enough at times when it came to the rain and such. And he knew that he had missed some of the balls um, because of the rain or whatever. And it, it was kind of interesting to hear such a young quarterback say that because he was very cautious of making sure that he wasn't going to commit a turnover. But at the same time, you also got to be um, a little bit more – he's got to be a little bit more confident. Um, out there when it comes to trusting his lineman, trusting his eyes, trusting uh, his arm, and making sure that he can uh, make some of these big-time throws because that's going to be able to beat a team like Wake Forest. That's going to be able to beat a team like Arkansas. And when BYU and Virginia Tech come here, I mean, Tech's going to really want to prove everybody that, hey, we're still, you know, going to be able to be relevant in the state um you know they they're not happy about the last time we played them so you know seeing that seeing and hearing from him was just very encouraging so when it comes to the offense if he can take steps forward this week uh the game will be close um but uh you know i'm very happy that he did make the plays when needed against uab yeah i agree i think a lot of that hesitancy uh, came from there was a third down pass where he was trying to get to Caleb Snead. He had Caleb Snead had done a really good job of uh, um, taking a curl route and extending it to the sideline when Caden uh, um, t- took it out of the pocket, but it slipped out of his hand and he overthrew him by a long shot. And he's like, okay, I think from that point on, I saw he was a little less uh, like confident. And he, like, took a step back and, like, instead of trying to make that throw, he didn't. Um, so I, I definitely see see what he was talking about. Um, and I'm glad he recognized it, and hopefully he builds on that. Jeremiah, you have anything else to add? I just wanted to kind of go off of that a little bit. And just obviously he's still a young quarterback, and we need to see more maturity. But I wonder how, 
how much of that was contributed to the weather this past weekend. That weather was awful. Like seeing all those like balls fall out of the hands of both quarterbacks was just the same. You know, and I don't want to speak too soon, but uh, the reason it's funny you keep on. I mean, I brought up the weather a little bit first because Caden did, and then we kind of piggybacked that off of that. But uh, it's funny, I made sure I just pulled up uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina, this Saturday. Right now, things are looking good. (laughs) Very good. 84 degrees at night is going to be down in the 60s, and it's supposed to be sunny. Um, And it's what, a five o'clock kick? So, you know. It, it, it's it's like okay we'll see where we go and then um not to get jumping too far ahead but uh it seems like as of right now we may not have rain in the forecast the next home game so that's you know we're not we're not talking about akron just yet but uh that's that's still a little ways away but um yeah uh Weather's going to make a factor into any football game. Any game that's actually played outdoors doesn't matter the sport. Um, So even even track and such, you can have effects with rain and such. Um, But I mean, with all that being said, uh, you know we're moving on to the next game, and you know I I mean it, it was it was it was frustrating to watch some parts of the game, but you could tell that he got a little bit more comfortable. Um, and then, of course, the defense, it was like, man, I i don't know what it is, but um, I can't remember where I heard it, but I believe uh, it might have been uh, someone someone had talked about it. I think it might have been Josh Aldridge, defense coordinator. And I think it was they were talking about it on the Flame Central podcast. And he was talking about how his – players started to settle in in the second half so i think that was a little he's like there wasn't really any adjustments and he started settling in and someone pointed out on twitter someone i can't remember who that uh we didn't send very many blitzes the entire game so playing a lot of four-man fronts you know relying on slants and stunts and you know being able to fill those gaps when there needed to be filled but there weren't very many blitzes so with all that being said uh it was a great second half and they improved every quarter so i'm excited to see what they do against a offense that can do both um it's and you know uh, you guys have anything else to add regarding this past weekend's game That was kind of fun. Um, James was awesome to be able to hang out with you and the other guys there. I think we made that. Uh, I think we made the Baptist side a little less Baptist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't have really anything else that hasn't been said. Just want to reiterate, like I think this defense, uh, with what Ben just said, like they really didn't. The defensive line just got after that, and that allowed the the second, third level to. Uh, to really settle in and um, take over, like with with filling those holes where the D line wasn't, or uh, filling in and getting to, getting to the balls that were thrown and completed. Like obviously they had the one big pass play, but the the secondary still held up. They chased Shropshire down and ended up holding them down there from scoring. So 
Um, I think the defense did a fantastic job, especially once they settled in. Um, so, yeah, I just want to reiterate that that defense is legit, and they did a really good job. Yeah, yeah I heard a lot of grumbling. Sorry. I heard a lot oh, of no, you're good. I was just, I was just going to say that uh, the crowd was fantastic. That's all. Oh, yeah. my gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, what I was going to say is I heard a lot of grumbling around where we were sitting uh, during that first uh, first scoring drive for UAB. I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here like, man, this defense is going to settle in. We're fine. Like we're gonna, we're gonna find our rhythm. This defense is gonna hold them. Like, we're good. And sure enough, throughout the rest of the game, they played phenomenally. Yeah, four sacks as well um, contributed to that. And overall, it was just awesome to see the fan turnout and see the excitement. And I mean, if this student section turns up against Akron. Uh, man, it's going to be them and the crowd. It's going to be a fun, fun time. So with that all being said, let's move forward to this week's matchup against number 19, Wake Forest. And, I mean, outside of Coastal, I think this is the highest-ranked team that they've played in the FBS area, If I think. What was Ole Miss last year? I think Ole Miss was a little bit higher. Really? I don't remember, yeah. but I think they were top 15. Yeah, I think they were okay. like 15th or something. Okay. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. I, I know that uh, Coastal was, what, 12 or something like that, yeah. but I don't really count bowl games. Yeah. Bowl games are bowl games. I'm talking about regular season. Uh, I think this kind is – an asterisk behind there or in front of their uh, – they were 12 ranking anyways that year. Yeah, exactly. Um I mean, it's it's yeah, it's been Ole Miss and then these guys really. So, uh, I don't. Tech wasn't ranked. NC State wasn't ranked. Syracuse wasn't ranked. NC State should uh, have been ranked that year. NC State yeah. had a good team that year. Yeah, I mean, they have a good team this year, so oh, yeah. it's not surprising. They they got probably one of the best, if not the best, team in North Carolina. And I say that because App State couldn't beat North Carolina, so people need to chill. Um, anyways, <laughs> they're still one and one. Uh, I'm not. I'm not buying the whole Sun Belt as the best Group Five conference just yet. Um, anyways, uh, continuing on, uh, Wake Forest special team, uh, Sam Hartman, special player. I really wanted to go down there this weekend. I know there's a tailgate. Just couldn't find anybody to go. Um, and it's just been frustrating with that, but, uh, it is what it is. I'll watch it from here. And, um, I do like watching games from home because I can kind of, I can digest it a little bit better. I love going to games. I love the atmosphere. There's nothing that can replace it, but I'm really excited to just kind of just settle into my room where I'm currently at, currently sitting at and just throw on the game and then at halftime I can go watch another game until the <laughs> until the game comes back on. So that, I guess that's a nice thing of watching it from home. But I would love to be there because I am pulling for Wake Forest outside of this game. <laughs> I'm really hoping that they get an ACC, go to the ACC championship. Um, but I don't know if they will uh, want to be crossing our paths uh, after this Saturday. I think we're going to be able to show out and at least – at least uh, prove that we can uh, compete with a top 20 team. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, 
yeah, what are you guys' first thoughts? Yeah, uh, my first thought about this game is just like more about the defense, but like we have not faced a good passing defense passing offense um and i'm a little nervous about that but i I do know that we have some guys in the back like quentin reese javon scruggs rahimi like um rahimi was flying around this past week it was good to see him back out there after his ejection in the first game um but like the safeties back there are going to be huge. Um, and then Meganson and Singleton and Williams, like those three corners are going to be going to be huge. They're going to be really tested. And I'm excited to see uh, to see how they withheld withhold that, that awesome uh, pass game from Wake Forest. Um, because a lot of what Wake Forest does is an RPO. Um, it's a run pass option. So if they can cover those receivers – we can make them one-dimensional running, but if our D-line is doing well, well, we may make them one-dimensional passing, which means that they'll have to hold up more. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see how our defense plays them. Um, but I think that they are good enough to hold them. Um, it's just a matter of how how much complimentary football we're going to be playing because um, a lot of it uh, depends on um, – on how the offense plays. Like if the offense plays well and can keep our defense off the field, they'll be able to be fresher and, and, and truly be able to stop the Wake Forest offense. Um, so I'm excited to see, to see how our defense holds up. Um, and just also excited to see how our, how our, uh, offense does against a better defense. Like they're an ACC team. Like they're gonna have better players on the defensive line. Like our, our O line is going to get their biggest test of the year. Um, They've played so well the first two games. Just shout them out. They have been awesome. Um, but that's going to be the biggest test because, like, everybody knows our line was our weakest point last year. Like, that's what everybody says. Um, I think right now they've proven that they're not not, not as weak as they were, um, and I'm excited to see them get tested some more. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. Um, my sentiments exactly um, with everything you just said. This is going to be another huge opportunity for that defense, and you know, to, to to bend but not break. You know, they're obviously probably more than likely going to bend a little bit in this game because you have Sam Hartman back there, a quarterback, a phenomenal athlete, um, and you have their whole ACC Power Five squad out there. It's just going to be a bigger uh, bigger battle up there. Up there, um, and uh, and yeah, I want to see uh, how the offense responds too, because again, like you were saying, like. Bigger, better athletes. This is going to be the toughest matchup out of the three games thus far. Um, just to see how how that O line can hold up, and let's see uh, where where Caden's at right now, um, and see where all of our running backs are. We're looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good matchup. I'm hoping like we can get a good game out of it. Um, chance of an upset. I think we can do it. We just got to put our we got to give our A game, put our minds and hearts to it. I agree. I agree, and. Um, just to kind of cover our ground with Wake Forest. Um, Wake Forest played Vanderbilt this past weekend on the road in Nashville, um, and they beat them forty-five to twenty-five. It looks like, from what I can see, it looks like, uh, I mean, Mike Wright, their starting quarterback for Vanderbilt, struggled. Um, so if that's any case of you know how tough they played them 
Um, but Sam Hartman, 18 for 27, 300 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 71.5 QBR. And then A.T. Perry didn't do much against VMI because that was their first game. They won 44 to 10, and Sam didn't play that game. A.T. Perry, five receptions, 142 yards, and a touchdown with a long of 68. So quite quite a great job out of uh out of uh wake forest to neutralize vandy's best threat mike wright and then also um sam hartman's return was a great one so i'm really excited to see where where this all leads um how are we going to be able to stop sam hartman what is the game plan for that you know, Dennis Osagade was talking about because he that question was asked of how unique our, uh, I mean, not our, but uh, um, Wake Forest's RPO situation is where they're very slow building RPO. Makes it difficult and very unique because at any moment he could throw, pull that ball out and throw it. Um, and they do a great job of that. Um, David Clawson is a excellent coach. He's been coaching at Wake Forest now. I believe this is his ninth year, and he's fifty-one and forty-eight. He's turned around this program. Last year, they uh, they lost the pit in the ACC championship, and they went eleven and three. This is this is a team that, I mean, they're number nineteen for a reason, and if they beat Liberty. They're going to be. They're going to continue to stack up those wins. I really do believe that because they got a squad, and you know it, it's going to be interesting. This is a test. This is this is. I mean, Liberty won't have a great test. I mean, you could you could probably say going on the road to Old Dominion's not going to be um, very fun, and Old Dominion's not going to make it easy. But, I mean, this is the last really big test until that BYU game. And I understand that's rat poison. I get it. You play by game by game. But this game, if they win this game, Liberty, this would be a program-defining win. I'm serious. It would be program-defining. This would be way bigger than Virginia Tech because you're playing – Virginia Tech did not have the players that Wake Forest have. And – I think we might have played Hendon Hooker um, against Virginia Tech. Is that who it was? I can't yes, remember. Yes, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hendon Hooker, I think, is going to be a special quarterback, too. But I think Sam Hartman's a more pro-ready quarterback, and I think I might have mentioned this in the Twitter spaces. I think he's a more pro-ready quarterback than Matt Corral, and I loved Matt Corral. So, with all that being said, I'm very interested to see what comes out of this game Um how we're going to stop this, uh, I mean, that's up to the coaches. But we do have the defense to at least slow this team down because they're very explosive. Yeah, that's that's so true. Um, yeah, it's going to be – I'm excited to watch this game um, because I know that that our team has has that dog in them. They, they, they have no quit, um, and we saw that against Southern Miss and we saw that against UAB. Um Southern Miss, especially in the in in those four overtimes, like it just got after it. Um, 
So I, I think it's going to be a, a true, true test, like as Ben was saying. Um, I'm, ex- I'm just super excited to watch it and see, uh, see how we come out of this because um, we do have two really, really tough games coming later in the year in BYU and Arkansas. And, like, like, again, that rat poison, but, like, if we win this game against Wake Forest, like – that gives our players a confidence boost that they can that they know they can do it, and if they go in with the right mindset, like they can go in and defeat uh, BYU at home, and they can go to Ar- they can go to uh, Arkansas and, and beat Arkansas in their in, in their home building. Like they like this is a big win, um, which yeah. is going to be huge if they get it. So. Um, I will say this. Uh, last year, Ryan Smenda, was, who's the linebacker, was their leading tackler with 83. And last game he had uh, he had uh, seven uh, total tackles. Yeah, one was only one of them was a solo tackle, but that's still very impressive. He's going to be a guy that they're going to have to run away from. Plus they have Rondell Bothroyd, um, who led the team in sacks last year. He's a sack returner with eight. And 16 and a half tackles for loss um so far with the vanderbilt and wake forest game i mean v- vanderbilt wake forest game didn't look like he had a sack um but it looks like he had a sack in the vmi game uh so you know he's a guy that the flames are gonna have to make sure they're aware of but uh yeah that hartman the perry connection is special um, I think both of them will be NFL players, and this is going to be one of the tougher matchups. Um, I, you know, they're going to see against Arkansas, they'll see uh, KJ Jefferson and Jaden Hazelwood. But, you know, this is going to be very close to that. And it's going to be able to kind of, you know, prep them to make it a, aware of who we could um see down the road whether it's BYU or Arkansas because I think BYU could walk into this place especially if they beat Oregon this year uh, this week not this just this this year plus they play Arkansas I think after Liberty but or maybe before I can't remember they could walk into Williams Stadium BYU undefeated and a top five team so that's going to be wild um yeah so we'll see what happens there but um to get back to Wake Forest this is their, our first true test of a very difficult schedule, and it's going to be a nice game to kind of be like, okay, where are we really at? We've had two really tough two, two, tough two uh, first opponents, but now we're actually getting into the ranked part of our schedule. Oh, yeah. Um, this is the first one. And then, of course, like I said, we'll have a little bit of a break, and then we'll have BYU coming into Williams. But, you know. Those games in between won't be any type of uh, cakewalk either, despite UMass being looking absolutely not good at all. I mean, it's still going to be, you know, still got to go play them. They're yep. warm bodies, you know. So, yeah. No, I think another thing that, like, you were, we were mentioning stats of, of Vanderbilt players last week. Like, I think something to note is, like, Vanderbilt switched QBs and their, their second QB kind of went off um he was eight for 11 for 146 yards and two touchdowns um 
Like they, they made a little push in the second half, and I think they kind of showed a game plan that if Liberty, I think Liberty has the players to do it, like that they can score on on Wake Forest. Um, so I, I think that was, I think that's just something to note because it's like, hey, like their defense isn't impenetrable, and I think our offense has enough players, has enough talent uh, to, yeah, to replicate I agree with some that too. Of that, so big question is. What's our defense going to do? I don't think our defense is going to give up 45 like they did. So, if we can hang on and give up less points, we might have a game on our hands. Yeah, my biggest worry is can we can we get into a shootout with them? Because I have a feeling that could happen. Oh, yeah. Um, it doesn't matter how good it's our defense is. This, this offense is – um, top ten in the country. Um, yeah, this I offense mean, is legit. So, and Clawson, I mean, he's the one that started this whole RPO system. Um, when it comes to the way that they do it, it's very unique. It's not mm-hmm. your typical RPO. So it makes me nervous, of course. But um, I, man, if we beat them, I tell you what, I'm going to be a lot more excited about beating them than any other win that we've had with Malik or anything because here's the thing we don't have Malik this time we don't have Malik so you know I think we're an improved team than the Malik years but Caden's young he's got he's very talented he might even be as talented as Malik but can he get there you know can he get there um that's what we're and yeah we're gonna take the baby steps we gotta be patient because he's not gonna get it right now um but if he does oh my goodness geez that would be insane. So, uh, you guys have anything else to add before we do the game predictions? I do not. Okay. Um, so, first of all, I think that uh, I think Caden's uh, going to have a decent decent game. Uh, there might be he might look to you know um, there could be an interception or two. Or I hope not. Um, I think that if there's a game that he's going to have his first interception, it's going to be this one. Um, this defense is still very stout. However, even as a Liberty homer and a Liberty lover who loves my flames, I love that this podcast is all about them. I'm not picking Liberty. I'm picking Wake Forest. This is one of my three losses this year, and I'm standing by it. But I think it's going to be closer than the experts expect, and I'm expecting a 35-21 to 21 loss from Liberty. Wake Forest gets the win. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, if it's going to be um, a Liberty win, uh, our offense is going to have to step up. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've i been, like, thinking about this all week and just, like, I've rewatched the UAB game uh, twice since the game, um, just kind of analyzing what they did in that game, just how the offense played as a whole. Um and I'm on the I'm on the same boat as Ben. Uh, I do believe that Liberty will lose. Like, I, I think that Wake Forest is just a better team. Um, they've proved it last year, and they've already they're already playing really well this year. Um, even with Hartman just coming back for this game, he missed the first game of the season. Um, but I, again, I don't think it's going to be as much as the experts. I think it's actually going to be closer than Ben. Um, I think Liberty's going to lose by a touchdown. Um, I was going to put it at a thirty-five to twenty-eight. You know how optimistic I am. I'm always super optimistic. Always uh, picking the upset. Always picking Liberty. 
So my heart's going to say Liberty's going to come in there and get the upset, but I want to officially predict Wake Forest getting the, the win just because obviously like, you know, Sam Hartman again, just coming in, being a phenomenal athlete, all the big big guys they got just on their whole team. And it's on their on their turf and it's their homecoming. You gotta remember that. It's their homecoming. So I'm gonna pick a close loss as well. I was gonna go with thirty to twenty one, Wake Forest. But I'm still hoping for that outset, obviously. So let's Perfect. go Flames. Perfect. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think we're really uh I think we're gonna shock people. I really do. Um I wouldn't be surprised if Liberty gets out on a fourteen nothing lead. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked at all if we, we we started out the game and then, you know, as time settles back in because mind you, Vanderbilt's an SEC defense, but they're not really an SEC defense. Um they may be by title. Um, and they do have phenomenal athletes, and they're much improved than the past, you know, decade that they've played. However, with that being said, they haven't faced a defense like Liberty yet. They just haven't. This is this yeah. is their first true test as an offense this year. Um, it may not. It's not going to be their toughest game per se. Maybe not. But you already know that these boys are going to fight. These guys have a lot of grit. He's in every single one of them. We do believe in you. We're just trying to be realistic here. Um, Wake Forest is a really good team, and they're, this is a very inexperienced, young Liberty team. It just is. Yeah, there's some experience maybe at other levels, like Caleb and Osagade. Uh, Caleb Sneed and Dennis Osagade, they have experience at different levels. And even Colby Singleton had played a lot at Southern Utah his first year. But with all that being said, there's, there's still, um, I don't think as much of a talent deficit as people may think, but they're more experienced and they have a quarterback who has been playing now for, this, I think this is his sixth year. So, and he's a, he's going to be a quarterback that's going to be highly sought after by the NFL. Oh yeah. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. Um, yeah, Hartman is, Hartman's projected to be. A first round, second round pick, like he he's up there. Um, now he's not on the same level as Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, um, and like projections for draft, but like he's up there, and and teams are looking at him because they're like, hey, like I I honestly think that like Kenny Pickett, who was drafted over Malik, which I don't agree with how it happened, but. The reason Kenny Pickett was drafted in the league was because he's more pro-ready. And I think Hartman is more pro-ready than Pickett was. Um, and, mm-hmm. and especially will be after this season. So, like, they – Hartman is Hartman is really, really good. Um, I've, I've watched him over the past couple of years because I'm an ACC fan because um, they're local. There are so many teams around us. I'm going to pull – like, growing up, I pulled for ACC teams. Um, so – yeah, I'm a huge fan of him myself. I've just heard nothing but great things about him, of course, on the field, but off the field as well. I heard he's a great person. So, I mean, shout out to him being just a great guy of character. Um, I'm glad he's back. Yeah, probably was a Christian, yeah. He's a brother um, of Christ. So I'm definitely brother happy he's back. Wish it, wish it, you know, kind of wish it wasn't against us. But, I mean, hey, I'm I'm really glad he's back on the field. But glad he's um, being able to come back and play the sport that he loves and I wish him nothing but the best going forward after this, after uh, we play them, after we play them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm cheering for Wake Forest this year when it comes to the ACC. So it's really, it's really cool to be able to be like, yeah, that's why I wanted to go down to this game because I've been like, I've I've said this before. I've been following Sam since he was in high school. Um, you know, of course QB one and all that, but even I kind of knew about him before then. Um, he what he and here's a funny story about Sam. This isn't the Sam Hartman pod yet, but he actually left a top team on the coast to go join his his coach which is actually will greer's dad you guys know will greer he uh one time played at west virginia before then he played at florida and then he also played for the panthers i'm not sure what team he plays for now but uh he was was on the cowboys practice squad i think right now oh really he should probably be getting some reps um after this week what happened in the deck but anyways um at least give him a chance but anyways um you know, so he actually left his state winning team, uh, state championship winning team, and went and joined this team that was basically like in their third year of high school football. And he led them to the playoffs. They had never, I think that I don't even know if they had won a game their entire like program. And he, he moved there um, with his family so he could follow this coach, which is Will Greer's father and and be able to stay underneath him and then here's the thing he was a pretty highly sought off quarterback and he chose wake forest of all places um that's not anything against wake forest they're just a very small school and i think they're the smallest school by enrollment in acc so um uh you know it's really cool um again this is this is more me making up for the people that <laughs> from wake forest who weren't able to make the podcast today so i'm kind of kind of giving us some insight on that but yeah this is a very good wake forest team and if liberty wins it oh boy i i don't i don't know if i'm going to be able to sleep we, saturday night so game, i'll be so excited so liberty's um, campus be the, the exact same way it was when we beat baylor that year that was phenomenal yeah and exactly. baylor wasn't wanna, even ranked see that. They were not that good either. I oh, know. That, that year. season they went one and eleven. I want to see. I want to see the campus yeah, just exactly show out again. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're having watch parties or what because um, everybody exactly. should be at that watch party. All the people that showed up on Saturday have some fun. Um, this is a growing program in Liberty, and we're playing a very legit team in Wake Forest. Um, that if they beat us, I mean, they might finish top ten, depending on. I mean, ACC, their division is. It's uh, there's some openings. I know. I think they have to play Clemson, but still. Yep, yep. I I love to say this. They are busing some students down there. Liberty is. Um, I have some friends going, so there will awesome. be some some of those James, awesome uh, going, students in the stands. So. Cool. Yeah, I know yeah. that like five or six for oh. sure. Um, so, yep. Great, great, awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, we're happy. We're happy to get. At, uh, we're just missing Kyle. Kyle, you know, he's he's probably still in the air, uh, flying. Um, so that stinks that he had to miss it. But I'm thankful for you guys to come and uh, join me and uh, go over. Uh, you know, a, a two and over two and old Liberty team. This is exciting. Um, this is a lot of momentum heading into one of the biggest games of the year for us. So excited to see what happens and um, shout out to both James and uh, Jeremiah. Go give them a follow 
on their respective Twitters at James Knuckles. And then uh, the other Jerry L.U., of course, uh, Jeremiah Flincham. Give him a follow. Give us a follow. Subscribe, like, everything. You know how it is, you know. But uh, as always, fan the flames and God bless.